Okay, welcome back to Talk of the Now podcast, and this is Gene, your host, and my um, my compadre Jason back with us again. Hello. Jason, what's up? Nothing much. Uh, as you mentioned off the air, there we had uh, we got the postseason play, which is nice. I forgot what I was going to say. Anyway, Jason, <laughs> would, you, would you object to me um, if I started calling you Shaka Khan on a regular Shaka, basis? Shaka, Shaka Khan. <laughs> Shaka Khan. Shaka Khan. I feel for you, Gene. I feel. Shaka Khan. <laughs> I feel for you. We are idiot. Um, yes, are very idiot. We are very idiot. We are two wild and uh, non-crazy yes, guys. guys yes. <laughs> Not very uncrazy. See, back in the 70s, it was funny to say, we are very two wild and crazy guys. And now it's like, we're two not very crazy guys. Very true, yes. <laughs> and I don't know what, I don't know, it's just some sort of weird uh, accent I came up with. That's right. That's sort of imitating Steve Martin and uh, John Belushi. <laughs> Does he say John Belushi when we all know it's Dan Aykroyd? Come on. It's Dan Aykroyd. Yes, yes, yes. Dan Aykroyd, by the way, is a great interview if you want to, if anybody wants to look him up on the internet. Um, any of his interviews that he's done, he's just, he's an interesting guy, Dan Aykroyd. Um, mm. I saw an interview with him with Joe Rogan. He just, the guy has a lot of stories and his Canadian stories about growing up in Canada and his family and, I, I think he's into um, making his own whiskey nowadays or something like that. And um, mm, yeah, he just had a lot of it. Um, he, he doesn't come across as a typical Hollywood actor, if you will, if that makes any sense or comedic yeah. actor for that matter. He's a, just seems like a very well-read uh, knowledgeable person. So it, right. it was just interesting hearing him talk about his stories and things. Right. You know. So anyways, <laughs> so we're going to talk and what should we talk about tonight, Jason? Oh, Gene! You know, Should I look yeah. through my Rolodex of index of things to talk about? You know, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's limitless. Our topics, you know, and then what we can, yeah, what we can discuss on this one, man. Um, it is limitless, but I don't know, like to talk about things that get me down. You know, it's like fall. It's like you know, fall is happening now. People are going to apple picking. We could talk about apple picking and talk about um, like scrapbooking. Oh. Scrap. I don't, know to, I don't know what scrapbooking has to do with fall, but <laughs> it just sounds crafty and you know oh. silly. Um, and, and we talk about um, uh, what do you call those things that people go to the um, corn maze, corn mazes. Mm. Where are the best? Where are the best corn mazes in Georgia? There we go. There's a topic for the, Uncle Shucks. Uh, you get yes. a million downloads in three hours. That's right. <laughs> people will be riveted. Where are the yeah. best? Get your Pen and pad out. If if Gene ever you know posts our things, <laughs> well they do get posted on the um the podcast side, the audio side. I just don't post the video side. That's what I mean. Ah, that's okay. Nobody wants to look in. I mean, we hey dude, we're I got one more, and I will have posted thirty episodes of Talking the Now podcast. It's crazy. Before you know it, we'll be at fifty. That's right. Which awesome. is kind of a it's a milestone, Gene. Yeah, it's crazy to think about. <laughs> It really is. Um, I went apple picking this past Saturday. We're going to stay on that. <laughs> with, I bet. I bet you went with your lady friend. Yes. Yes, I did. Ding yes, ding did. ding. Yes, went to up to Ella J and and uh, pick some apples. Like the crop is very small this year. Um, they had a lot of rain apparently that messed up things. Anyway, or a cold snap, whatever it was. 
anyway, in the spring. So um, you have to walk mm. further back, but it was neat. I actually got to watch some pig races. That was interesting. Uh, yeah. Pig races. Nice. Pig races. Yeah. The kids get out there and the kids make the pigs run and whoever's pig gets there first, they win the apple pie. So. Um, what, um, what day do you plan to give her a ring is probably the real question. <laughs> oh Lord, Gene. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Hey, let's test how much trust there is in this relationship. Does she even know that you do a podcast and has she ever heard it? She, she does know I do it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, all right. Yeah. That's as far as I'll go. I was just curious. Um, <laughs> Cause that's the important thing. You know, you gotta know, you gotta know uh, where my voice is being heard. Where yeah. the voice is being heard. This is the <laughs> voice. Mm, you know, that free, that free music again, folks. Right there. <laughs> maybe, maybe I was just singing that way because I stepped my toe. How's oh, the voice? <laughs> you hit your toe on an end table. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, I have, um, okay, I'm just going to go into this just because I can. What, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> I guess, I don't know, I do guilty pleasures when it comes to watching television i have some television shows that are sort of my guilty pleasure if you will yeah. and um the voice is one of them mm. and me and my wife were talking about this me and my wife uh we were talking about this that uh the voice is weird because i can name more artists popular artists that came out of um, American Idol than I can easily in The Voice. Matter of fact, I can't even name one artist that just came from The Voice. Yet I like that show better than um, American Idol. Isn't that weird? I just, and I think the reason is, is because of the blind auditions in The Voice. Mm. Because, you know, that, that's the whole premise of The Voice is that they're turned around and they they have to listen to the person's voice and not see them to, to make their decision if they want to you know coach them and and play the game. So right. I think, and I think that um, listening to Blake Shelton's cracks is just hilarious for the first whatever oh, seven yeah. or eight episodes of the blind auditions they have. So I think that's where I get the thrill just because watching watching him you know crack jokes at the other um, judges and that sort of <laughs> thing kind of makes it worth watching because. You know, you get this. <laughs> you get to see how they they strategize about getting somebody to come on their team as opposed to another right. another team. But um, so that one, and my you know my other guilty, I don't know if it's a pleasure. It's more of just I just want to see what the the railroad train does. And I'm not going to say The Bachelor because I've never refused to watch that. But um, Survivor, you ever watch that? I can say I probably watched one episode in my entire life. I, last year was the first year I tried to sit down and watch it, and it's a it's one of those shows that's I can't say that I really like it, but I can't help but watch it because you just want to see who's going to be voted off the Island and you know, all the drama and all the different things they say on the show. You're like, gotta be stage. Gotta be stage. That's stage. There's there. Why would they do that? What are, what are they doing that for? I, I mean, I don't know what it is staged and what's not, but right. it's just, it's hard not to watch the show just to see what, what happens with it. Um, so anyways, those are my two. Hmm. I'd say those are my two, uh, you know, the voice is probably, I mean, I guess that's fairly wholesome television, but survivor, I think is more like just trying to watch a train wreck in some ways. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I don't know. Do you have a guilty pleasure show? 
currently, no, I mean, I don't watch network TV at all. So, because yeah. um, there's no point anymore. Um, well, most of my guilty pleasure shows have already finished. Um, mm. Outer Banks is another one that I like. What that I watched has two seasons. It was really good, actually. It was like a a modern day kind of more sophisticated Goonies movie based uh, show based on you know like a, like a hunt kind of thing. Mm. And all the obstacles that get in their way. It's pretty interesting. It was also really a kind of a cool like group of friends movie. You know where you've got like for lack of a better term, kids on bikes, <laughs> you know, those movies, kids on bikes. So you got ET. You've yeah. Got it's called ET, right? Stuff. <laughs> well, ET, stranger things, Goonies, stranger things. I mean, all these things are like these kids in these neighborhoods. And that's kind of how the show is. And that's what drew me into it was the, the camaraderie part of it. Um, Isn't and that that was, all stranger things is though, basically just sort of a homage to like those type of things. Oh, stranger things is great though. Uh, that was, that was awesome. Um, I'm not I'm not mocking or making fun of. I'm just saying, isn't that pretty much all it well, is? Well, it's though? an homage to '80s, to the '80s, um, yeah. altogether. Um, but yeah, uh, definitely. Very... Uh, you know, I gotta say though, I'm still the first season of Stranger Things. Uh-huh. I thought was really good. I wasn't a big fan of the last two seasons. Okay. It just I don't know. Not that not that I want to critique it. I just I just it didn't do it for me as much. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So I'm just happy to get something on it. That's all I. That's all I feel. <laughs> like. I don't really. In, in, it. in short. Well, in short, though, I just can't really see where they're going with it, if that makes any sense. Um, it just kind of keeps doing the same, rehashing the same sort of plot. Right. I mean, they, they get you hooked. Well, so it's the same thing with anything. They get you hooked with the first season, and then they can just recycle things, and people still watch. So, you know, mm. um, that's just kind of how it is. That's how like, it is. Kind of like a lot of movie series, or a lot of, I'll say, types of movies. Mm-hmm. That are all the same freaking plot over and over and over. No, no, really. Marvel. No. Yeah. Sorry, I had something. Now, Jason. <laughs> um, you gotta watch that. And, and, you know, that's I'm uh, just saying those apples you picked the other day. I just, uh, you know, it just has a a uh, what we call derivative nature. Um, mm. But anyway, so yeah, uh, that I would say, yeah, I'll say Outer Banks is my guilty pleasure. Of course, it's already over the two seasons. So the, the problem with the problem with shows online is it can be your guilty pleasure for a day and a half and you're done with it. Um, did you watch Lost back when it was on during the day? No, I never did. Never watched an episode. I watched it. Um, it's, it's a waste of time, but it's entertaining. At least the first half of it. I watched the first. Well, I should say I didn't watch it. I watched the first episode and the last episode. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> what was the point of this show? You know, it's like up to season it's hard to remember, but you really only need to watch about up to season four. And then it sort of becomes a waste of time in a lot of ways because they just get into like all these weird. Yeah. I don't know if the word's metaphysical or, you know, weird. Again, things network, just, network TV, what do you expect? Um, but I mean, the up to season four, though, very entertaining. Well, it's like Walking Dead. You know, my one of my old roommates used to watch me and him used to watch that all the time. And then I just kind of lost it after a while. I was like, okay, you know, I'm just tired. Of I couldn't this. get into that. No, no. Um, that was well, I'm just not my, into violent shows or movies that much. Really. Me and my old, you know, my old roommate, Casey, got me hooked on that one. Um, and originally it's because, you know, it's filmed here. So it was like, okay, 
and we're all yelling at the screen saying that's not the CDC. That's obviously the Cobb Energy Center. What are you guys trying to pull? Um, but uh, I think everybody that watched that from Atlanta is like, wait, what? <laughs> that's not the CDC. Well, anytime um, they want a square building, they'll use the um, the um, the museum. You know, uh, what do you call it? Hi. Yeah, the High Museum. Oh, yeah, yeah, there circle, it is, the High circle, Museum. Circle building. Yeah, I know. <laughs> there it is, the Justice League. Wait, it's the High Museum. It's the High Museum. What, what, what exhibit are they looking at? Um, it's just so funny. It's like the cool thing about it being filmed here and the not so cool thing is like, yeah, we know that's not really what that is. But yeah. kind of, it, you know, it's cool. It's sort of cool, though, just because you could sort of say, oh, that's cool that they're using the imagination to. Well, and I like that. I like recently, you know, you, you see more movies that are actually set here that aren't just filmed here and supposed to be somewhere else. They're set here in Atlanta. So they're like, uh-huh. you know, I, I can't remember what it was. The Change Up, I guess, was that movie where they switched bodies, those those two. And uh, he was like, oh, yeah, go to Echo at uh, something in, in at, uh, fourth. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. It's an actual restaurant, and they just gave the address out in the movie. I'm like, no way. What was the um, movie where the guy drives? Um, it was, came out like a year or two ago where um, he drove around the city of Atlanta. Um, baby driver. Yeah. It was a baby driver? Yeah. What kind of car was it? Uh, that was a Subaru. Is that a Subaru? WRX, yeah. Is that, is, is that the one that had Daniel Craig in it where he plays a country boy? Or am I thinking of a different one? No, that's not that. That's you're thinking of a different movie. You're thinking of uh, Logan Lucky. Okay, yeah, two different. I'm getting those two confused. Okay, right. yeah, I think Baby Driver is the one I'm thinking of, where he's basically he's a um, he's a getaway guy trying to straighten his life out. But whatever. Yeah, yep. that, that was cool to see him drive around Atlanta though in that movie. Yeah, it was. I was just like, okay, how did he do that though? He went from there to there. That didn't make sense. <laughs> like I'm like. Like, can we, can we actually do the route the way it's supposed to be, please? You know, I'm like going, oh, how did he get from that street to that? Street? That doesn't work. Like, <laughs> that's a one-way street. How did he go from there to there? You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neat to have all that stuff going on. You know, I, I went recently when I drove down to, uh, to look at a car. We went down through, um, where was it? Anyway. Covington and on the back roads going to Covington just went down this other road and all of a sudden look four big soundstage buildings I didn't even know were there you know I'm like oh yeah look at that another mm-hmm. another place to film it's kind of cool that's going on in our home ta- our home state so. yeah um there's the film industry is definitely uh big in Georgia now yeah I think that yeah. it's sort of a um I don't know if it's a conflict with or a um tough thing for producers you know from the people that create the stuff to write the stuff to pay for the stuff because they've got one foot in california and then the other foot is like well it's cheaper to do films yeah outside of california but you know a lot of the, i guess the tv shows a lot of times are still filmed in la or something like that well i mean if you're doing it on a soundstage mm-hmm. it, it doesn't really matter where the soundstage is but there's also a lot of a lot of independent places coming up all over the country and it's kind of nice to see that to where it's not okay it's only new york and la no we're gonna actually film anywhere we want and people can compete and give the best rates um i I feel like i heard that la still has the market on some medium i don't know if it's tv shows i know it's not movies but it might be tv shows or maybe just like commercials something like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um they also still have a pretty good grip on music industry as well. Oh, did um, they really? You mean like the recording industry? 
Yeah. Hmm. Like if yeah, you want to get an album recorded, you got to go to LA kind of thing. Yeah. Either Nashville or LA. Yeah. What about New York? Is that still pretty big? No, nah, that hadn't been big, big since really the sixties. The sixties is when it switched to, to, uh, oh. to LA. That's why you saw a lot of bands well, going out there and you see a lot of them living out there and you see, you know, it's because that was the place to go. Well, I would guess a lot of East Coast people go to Nashville just because it's probably way cheaper, right? Possibly. Who knows? Because um, I think the new, I think well, the nowadays, Nashville... nowadays you can just record anything you want yourself. Um, oh, sure. <laughs> but, yeah. Point. Um, if, yeah, I would just say like it talks about, you know, in the 60s with the Laurel Canyon movement and all that stuff, it was like that was the place to go to make mu- to make music. So, yeah um Jason one day I'm going to look back on these podcasts and I'm yeah. going to count how many times you mentioned Laurel Canyon well it's a big part of music <laughs> I mean it's a yeah. big part of music history in the U.S. I mean really honestly we wouldn't have had a lot of the music now if we didn't have that that whole movement there um but no yeah. I guess but anyway I could see though that um I could see how Nashville if you were just your your average like New York band like, because I think I've heard and read that the Nashville scene is becoming more of a um, multi-genre scene, not just um, country. Where, like, if you're a rock band in New York, you might just fly down to Nashville to, um, you know, record your album as opposed to flying out to L.A. You know, what's weird is like some of the albums that are recorded in different places that you would have never thought of. You know, like um, Stone Temple Pilots' second album, Purple, um, or their second popular album um was filmed it was recorded in atlanta you know who'd have thought well they had one uh, album named atlanta right no or a song named atlanta. it was a song named atlanta that, that, was it on that, that was, album? and that was on a later um but it was uh you know an homage to atlanta because they spent a lot of time here and interstate love song is actually about it's interesting about you know about i-85 that's what they're really that you know that uh history Yep. Yep. Um, Were you big into Stone Temple Pilots or is that just some random stuff? That yeah. You I mean, it was, yeah, of course, because it was one of the yeah. bands for an alternative in the day. And that was my music. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I liked them a lot too, but they weren't like, you know, my top 10 alternative bands. I mean, back then we didn't really have as many, or we had a lot of one hit wonders, but I think, yeah, I think Stone Temple Pilots is one of those ones that came out and, and made it big really quickly. Um, somehow they, you know, they're an LA band. And you can definitely hear that that kind of sunset strip sound in New their or- sound. Um, I just think right. New Orleans is a big place for bands too to record. I think. Yeah, I mean, sort of. Um, oh well, I, hey, that that's a good that's a good transition in some way. We're well, not transition, but when you mentioned that topic, yeah, you just gave me an idea. Uh, let's round this out. You got because I want to end at nine thirty. No kidding. Uh, we're um. You got um, alternative, we'll call it 90s, anywhere from 1990 to whatever, 99. Alternative right. rock bands. It could include grunge. It could include. Well, yeah, that's any, what that is. Yeah. Whatever you want to, you know, call them from, you know, I don't care if it's Paul or Cole. I'm just kidding. Uh, you could, uh, you could, <laughs> out of the face. That's pop. But anyway, go ahead. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> um, you could, um, you could right. include uh, whatever. You know what I mean? But okay. um, give me your top. Oh, if you got 10, give me 10. Ah, funny you should say that name. Um, top. Oh, my gosh. It doesn't have I, to be sequential, you know. No. I, all right. That's good. Because as, I'm as like, they come to your mind, I mean, you don't have to. I mean, Pearl know. Jam's the first one. Um, okay. They, to me, are the are the top. 
the kings of it. Pearl Jam followed closely by the Godfathers, um, Soundgarden. I knew you'd say that. I mean, they're the oldest of all of them. Uh, Allison Chains. Hmm. Um, let's see. I know a guy at work that loves Allison, or I used to work with. He loves Allison Chains, but he's probably only 28 years old. Yeah, they got a great sound. Um, I mean, he's really into them. The, um, and their new singer sounds a lot like Lane Staley. Um, I would say Smashing Pumpkins. Hmm. Um, okay. Three Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah, five. But that, would that probably round out your five, though? Like your that's, probably top five? That's five, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. It's hard, me to, five. it's hard for me to remember because then some of them bleed over and then the more poppy kind of sound. I don't it's okay it. if they do a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, but it's just, just for it, our, it goes uh... against the spirit of it. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, all right, well, if we're going to do that, uh, then we can bleed over into college rock. Yeah, um, that's fine. I don't mind. So Sister Hazel. Okay. Um, These are Mary- just sort of your favorite, you know, rockish, whatever you want to call it, bands. Yeah, Seven Mary Three. Okay. Um, That's seven. Uh, see, I, you know, I, I know I'm skipping some big ones. I I can't think of right now. Um, oh, what's the name of the other ones? Uh, well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> yeah, I don't consider them in this category. But three eleven. Um, yeah, I can see that. But um, it came out in the nineties, right? Yeah, they didn't form in the 90s, but yeah, um, they formed in 1988. Oh, I didn't but, uh, know that. Did not yeah, know they were that old. Wow. In Omaha. Um, let's see. Uh, crap. Uh, they were, 311 was definitely, though, popular in the 90s. I don't know about the peak of their popularity, but it might have been. Yeah, I mean, I would say so. I mean, they never really lost popularity, um, but they, they... Certainly not with their fan base. They definitely got up to the plateau... Uh, probably about 96 or so. Um, well, I'll go while you're thinking. Yeah. You, do. you got three more to think about. Maybe I'll come up with one that's yeah. yours. I would go um, uh, Pearl Jam as well, you know, and uh, just thinking about um, my own personal favorites and going from there. Yeah. And this is no particular order necessarily, but Pearl Jam, Smashing Pumpkins, I was big into actually didn't get into Smashing Pumpkins till a little later after their um, Melancholy melancholy and Infinite Sadness album, um, which I like a lot. Um, I, I've listened to that album multiple times um, and still do every now and then. Uh, Collective Soul is just, they're one of my right. favorites all around. They, and they make they continue to make good stuff, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I mean, well, just, after the 90s. Yeah. But it would just like, you know, they're like 311, though, I guess. They're their peak, I guess, was in the 90s. Um, and I used to listen to a lot of Collective Soul driving back and forth to college. Um, for sure. And a lot of bands um, kind of, they don't really like, they're not my favorite bands of all time necessarily, but I'm like you. <clears throat> I just kind of like them. Um, mm-hmm. Like like your Stone Temple Pilots. Um, or And okay. yeah. <laughs> And probably, um, probably, I would say Allison Chains for a while there. Yeah, five. Um, okay. 
again, I don't know if that bleeds out into my other, and I liked a lot of bands that were sort of, we'll call them um, a few hit wonders, not one hit wonders. Like uh, I was just thinking, I might even pull up my iTunes here if I can find it. The, um, oh gosh, what was the name of that band? You know, I even like Jacob Dylan's song, uh, One Headlight. I mean, we could do 90s one Wallflowers. The Wallflowers, yeah. So um, six. But that, I wouldn't, no, I'm not going to put him in there because he's not okay. my favorite. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I was just thinking about, I'd have to look at my CDs actually to, to, to really dig into that. That shows our age. Yeah. My CDs and my, yeah. Um, my cassettes. Yeah. Hmm. Because, like you said, there are certain bands that I loved during the 90s that aren't necessarily a 90s rock band, if you will. Like uh, the best U2 music for me came out yeah, somewhat during not. the 90s. And they and that was a 1991 album, Octong Band. Right. Which is, which yeah, is it's not, just more of a not, technical thing. Right. It's not really alternative. Yeah. And I like um, the, uh, the Black Crows around 1990. Yeah, but shake your money maker. Yeah. yeah, and they're you know that's not necessarily a '90s band. Yeah, and they're so southern. They're southern rock. They're not. Yeah, they could certainly bleed into that for sure. Um, um, and the Cranberries are huge for me. Um, oh, that's that's one of my three then. So I'd okay. put them up at seven. Um, yeah, that's so that's number eight for me. It's the Cranberries. So I got two. I, yeah, I hear you. Now, were you a big Counting Crows fan back in the day? Around here. Um, <laughs> uh but you're trying to make a point yeah maybe (laughs) oh i I can't even yeah um i mean uh, i mean they were on so you just kind of listen to it because everybody else did as much as i hate to admit that kind of i like them okay some of their songs i liked uh hanging around was probably my best song from them i like that i like that song um my best song (laughs) my favorite song um yeah counting crows definitely won I mean, um, I like the White Stripes a lot, but they were they came, really they were kind of formed in the late nineties. <laughs> yeah, they're more of a two thousands band. They're just not that kind of go. sound either. Yeah. Because yeah. um, again, you get in the nineties, you get the that new rock that kind of started forming. Ah, I've got my number eight. Sorry. Didn't okay, go ahead. There. No, Gen go ahead. Blossoms. Yep, saw I them. Loved ah. my Gen Blossoms back in the day. Man, saw them at Swanee Town Park. Uh, were you big into um live ah uh, they had a few uh i love yeah. you yeah they had a bunch of hits actually um i mean they're a good band i just you know i wasn't really into them i mean you could you could argue the same for the red hot chili peppers how about the foo fighters they came out in the late 90s yeah mid-90s. yeah um that was a hard one to swallow at first because it was dave grohl and i didn't know anything about him um but honestly, yeah. I, I all right. I have to put them at nine because I really like their stuff. And honestly, I like their stuff a heck of a lot better than Nirvana. Um, their catalog is certainly bigger now, of course. And I just don't Nirvana stuff. Mm. Well, you notice I didn't mention Nirvana either. They're just not my favorite. I, I do know, like I, some of their stuff, but they're just not my favorite. If there's anyone listening, or you know, whoever's listening to this is probably screaming like, "What about Nirvana? What about <laughs> Nirvana?" I'm like, "Yeah, you're just saying that because everybody else does." Um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, no, no doubt, I do like some of Nirvana stuff, and I, and they do have their place, and they probably are. Yeah, you know, whatever. All right. but. I'm gonna say the last one be cut for me uh, because of their influence as well. 
I, I'm not a huge fan, but Sublime. Mm. Sublime. Um, Bradley just he was he was obviously messed up, but he he knew a lot. That man was talented. Um, so yeah, there's my ten. <laughs> my number nine is going to be Hootie and the Blowfish. Yep, I would have put them in there, but I wasn't sure. It was a little too poppy, but I loved them. I, I like them. I've been to see. I saw them eight times. In I'm okay with a little pop edge too. Um, you know, and I sang their songs a lot back in the day now, when if, I was in if, band. Golly, they they don't belong. They kind of belong here, but they don't. Yeah. And I'm not going to make them number ten because they're a whole different category to me. <laughs> but Jars of Clay was my jam in the '90s. Yeah, I mean they and they they certainly bled into that genre. Well, they definitely were. Honestly, they were alternative. Um, Mm -hmm. They were Christian alternative, but they were never on a Christian label. They were on Sony. And most of the young people you listening, young people would not probably don't. I don't even know if you've ever heard the flood before. Mm -hmm. No, they haven't. Most of them haven't. That song in 1995, Jason will attest to this. Man, that was everywhere. It was everywhere. You could not avoid it. And you didn't want to avoid it because it was that hot. And honestly, it wasn't it wasn't their best song. I mean, it was just what got them out there. I tell uh, world, you, man. Worlds yeah. Apart is my favorite song from them. But really? Oh, yeah. I love that Interesting. song. Mine um, is a song called um, Frail, probably. Oh, Frail's good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, me and my friend Wes were into a lot of Christian alternatives. So it was a lot of that stuff. That would be a different genre for us to do, I guess. In yeah. A way. But yeah. Um, but no, uh, I might actually put them at 10 just to throw that out there to say, Hey, yeah, look, I, 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 mean, think I, think a, I think it's a valid. Yeah, it's valid. There's a Christian band that they, but you know what, though? I don't yeah. know. It's, I was really big into Matchbox 20, though. So I, I kind of want to make it a tie for 10. I did love some Matchbox 20 back in the yeah, And apparently everybody did every 7 million times they had to hear their music. Um, hey, it's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. I don't know. Yeah, God, just, an, just like <laughs> an ice pick to my brain. Oh, man, I liked them. I'd like, like to meet some Matchbox 20 for a while. I just, it's too much, too poppy. I just couldn't, I couldn't. Oh, do I it. do know that it was definitely, you know, the darlings of every pop, oh, pop one, you know, 40 um, station out there. Oh, it, but like, there's so many good, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They I just, so many good, cool songs. <laughs> you know, another band from that time period, though, that I love. What's that? Is, um, and it's totally unrelated. Nickel Creek. I just passed them on my iTunes. Oh yeah, yeah. Nickel Creek. Yeah, they're then they're more late nineties, honestly, um, and two thousands. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to take out my Gin Blossoms, by the way, and oh, I'm yeah, going to replace it with an Oasis <laughs> because I was big into Oasis during the nineties. They're seven minute long songs. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. God, they wanted to be the Beatles so bad. Um, like the Cockney Beatles. Um, that and not as good. Um, I. Yeah, they had some good songs. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Brit pop thing. I'm just damn. Well, I, just... I I am to an extent. Um, you know, I, I liked What's the Story, Morning Glory. I think that was one of their best songs. You should check out um, some of their newer stuff that before they broke up. It was pretty good. Their last like two or three albums. Yeah, I just it it just yeah it became too much to me. The it just it was like. Uh, again, worn out like Wonderwall and Champagne Supernova. Like seriously, do now I those to... yeah, those are not my favorite songs either from that band. But they're the ones people everybody knows. You know, oh, yeah. Um, I'm surprised you didn't say the Red Hot Chili Peppers. By the way, I mentioned them. I started to mention them. Oh, did you? Um, okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I started. I mentioned them. I started. <laughs> well, I was like the Red That's Hot, fun. and then you were talking about something else. Um, oh, definitely not my favorite band by any means. Um, but I respect what they did. I mean, they they formed in the '80s originally, so yeah, they've yeah. been they've been around for a while. 
just kind of um, the way things go. They, you know, they were in the movie Thrashing back in the day, the skateboard movie with Josh Brolin back in the 80s. Um, they were the skater punk band in that movie. Um, hmm. And I remember hearing that name and going, who the heck is that? And, you know, not even thinking about it until that silly song, Give It Away, Give It Away now came out. And we're all like, what in the heck is this guy in the video doing? Um, <laughs> he is giving you know, it away. I mean, if, if we want to go this route, again, I'm not fans of these people, but we can go the industrial route. Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, we kind of went out of our top 10, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, these are honorable mentions for influence in the 90s, not not stuff that we like. And Tool, Tool. you know, Tool and, and Nine Inch Nails on the industrial side. It's called industrial rock. Like if, um, if ever there was a band, like, that might, like, if you could picture in your mind, like, a band that has schematics behind their music <laughs> is Tool, yeah. not one of them. <laughs> oh, man, just insanely talented guys. Uh, was, I mean... One of the freakiest videos I've ever seen, the sober with that little claymation goes, it freaked me out back in the day. Um, but, uh, you know, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of your, like your female bands too. Your, um, your, hey, L, I, your L7, your, um, who's the one? Uh, Veruca Salt, you know? I mean, just these great, great bands that only had like one or two hits. Um, I'm the last splash. You know, L7 had uh, We Pretend We're Dead and they had... Uh, Andre, that song. Who sang that, that song? The um, which one? Spinning in a wishing well. Upon the hell crash. I'm a last splash. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, remember. that's uh, Cannonball from Breeders. Breeders. That's that was. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Um, interesting video. Another another one in wonder, which I actually remember buying their album and listening. I'm like, why do they not have any more hits? These are good songs. Um, hey, I got one for you, by the way that but, um i'm curious pull, what you think you're about you're gonna pull band. you're gonna pull out your candle box aren't you no no <laughs> although i thought about them earlier i just forgot to mention them and i remember being in high school and uh <laughs> we we're we we're in the gym and you know it, 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 when you're in weight training class you know they always got the radio blasting or whatever yep. when everybody's in there and all of a sudden candle box came on one time and uh this guy was like oh man candle box yes <laughs> i can't believe this because back then again people young you almost couldn't turn on your radio on an alt um, station and not hear Candlebox. Yeah, Far while. Behind. The song Far Behind, definitely am. <clears throat> so here's a band that I was curious um, okay. where you fall is Toe the Wet Sprocket. You know, not a 90s band. They started in the 80s. Um, but I like But them. the known as, I think. I, you know, I, I like Toad. I think they're, I think they're one of those, uh, those, they're not underrated, but they're just, they don't, they didn't get the press. I don't think no. that they needed because they, they had, became, well, they had about five hits. Good right. Hits. But they, but they could have had more. Um, you know, they're, <sighs> did you, have you listened to like their deep cuts, some of their albums? Yeah. I'm mean, asked, I'm saying I love them. They um, get a little raunchy at times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, yeah. They, they, they get a little sensor uh, marker on there. Right. They get, you know, uh, Al Gore's wife would have gone nuts with the censorship stickers, you know, on her. I mean, there's a um, few of their songs that are kind of like, well, hello then. Okay. This is not the um, soft rock band. I thought they were right. Um, Same thing for live for that matter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, we, uh, there's one we didn't mention. Neither of us mentioned. I'm going to tell you who it is. All right. You tell me and I'll listen. Big one that I was actually a fan of the verb pipe. Lord. No. Uh, they're one hit. Um, Bush. Put it off of me. Sorry, Bush, Gene. Bush. You talking about the beer or the president? Bush. 
talking about I the mean, uh, the thing talk out in the about, yard. Talk about you know a, a yeah, very influential band uh, who still sounds good. They still sound really good. Um, a band that was criticized for their American sound by other British bands, by the way. Right. There's, a little, like, there's a little um, trivia knowledge for you. I'm like, well, yeah, you wanted to be successful. That's why. Do you, do you remember that, that though? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, yeah they mean, were it, they were kind of criticized. It didn't, it didn't by a lot phase of these... Gavin at all, though. He no. still, you know. But they were that criticized man, by album... a lot of the bands for being, you know, they were like, you're a little bit too West Coast American type sound, whatever. I mean, I'm I'm a little too what sells right now. I'm sorry, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, it never phased Gavin. Gavin just kept on going, and and that album, Sixteen Stone, man, that I wore that thing out. That okay, was... here's a band that I know that you know that you probably love, and that you'll probably pinch yourself for not saying. Can you think of who I'm thinking? And would you like a hint? Oh, yeah. Do the hints. I love the hints. All right. End of the alphabet. Not the very end, but they're toward the end of the alphabet. The name. Hmm. Yeah, you're, yeah, let's do some dead air for a minute. Oh, freaking A. <laughs> I see your face. You all right? Have a nice day, everybody. Kenosha, uh, Wisconsin zone. Weezer. Yeah. Yes, I mean, golly. Are you? Would you oh. like to retract into your top ten? Jason? Yes, I would. Okay. Um, all right. Go ahead. I am gonna kick. Uh, <laughs> you're, I you're gonna who was in my top ten. You're you're gonna kill me, but I'm gonna shuffle some stuff around. No, I'm not, because it's just ten. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, I can't remember who was in my 10 now. <laughs> your five, anyway, your, I would, your top five I, was easier. I would like to push somebody out uh-huh. and and add Weezer to you that have, because, yeah. because you know what? Weezer came out of nowhere. Weezer came out with that, wrote blue, it down. that blue album. And yeah, I mean, we're all like, what is this new surf music? I'm like, this is great, you know, because it was very surf music. Like, I mean, their sound is very much like, California surf music and I should have wrote down your 10 and said oh oh are we going to throw out Stone Temple Pilots Jason yeah no no I wouldn't throw I wouldn't throw out the STP for that because I can't remember who you said your last uh five I can't remember either man um that's pretty bad we just said it too yeah we we talked about we talked about a lot of bands though um right yeah Weezer definitely uh definitely is up there i mean weezer i've seen probably nine times in concert i think nine or mm, ten times I've never seen them including the one silly after the Braves game concert where they only Would played you, like okay seven here, songs. here's the thing do you think the weezer might have been the 90s version of the talking heads no think of that no, no. okay but you're not no. talking fan heads fan are you i am but they're not them um okay. talking what? heads were were a lot more avant-garde a lot more artsy kind of film and Weezer was definitely surf music. Okay. Um, I tend to think of Weezer as, um, I guess they were surf music, but also sort of like the um, Ivy league sort of um, Stanford type intellectual kind of surfer music, if you will. Hmm. Cause their music wasn't, to me, it wasn't like, you know, let's go get drunk at the party kind of music. It was sort of uh, like some of their lyrics to me are a little bit more, you know, tongue-in-cheek satirical type stuff at times yeah yeah um i don't know yeah you got you know, songs you're like, a bigger fan than i am you got songs like say it ain't so yeah um you know then you've got um in, the, gar- in the garage which was awesome 
Um, you know, they sort they just, did. They, did they sort of start the garage band movement in a way? No, garage band. I'm sorry, garage long, rock. Long, long time before that. I meant to say garage rock, sort of the um, I mean, the new wave matter, of garage rock, like the you know, like matter. Like I mean, NXS will start in the garage. I mean, no, oh, I just meant like the garage rock movement of like garage, the garage. early '90s. I mean, late '90s and early 2000s, like the um. Or what do you call it? Um, the the white stripes and bands like that that just sort of like were raw, just something that people kind of I don't know, just a thought. I mean, you could argue. Oh, there's one we didn't mention. Mm. Another one we didn't mention. I'll call it um, fastball. Oh, <laughs> um, no, hey, I like uh, that song. I'll say uh, Sean Mullins. Oh, he's, he graduated from my high school, so I should like him. Um, Fine musician. Yeah, very good actually. Um, Green Day, Gene. Oh yeah. So I, well, again, if I had to like put them in my list of you know '90s bands, they're probably hanging up there around 20, 25. Yeah, I mean know, they're so. not my favorite, but I'm not they definitely I were. Remember, they definitely were influential, um, mm-hmm. and somehow got into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame before before and Soundgarden still isn't which pisses me off but, well that's just um, another episode Jason <laughs> uh, darn right. we can the, um, crap. you um, know a band that you may not like much but I'd, I'd like and appreciate a lot from the 90s and didn't even realize they had a lot of good songs was The Verve yeah uh, Bittersweet Symphony is the only song that a lot of people know of but I bought their greatest well I bought yeah. their greatest hits and it was really good Wait, I really how like can they have greatest a greatest hits. how can they have a greatest hit when they only had one hit well you know they're really popular in england um they're very very well known and very popular in england probably just as much as oasis in some ways i think i, I guess it was too ethereal for me that that stuff it was a little too i don't know i mean i respected it but it's just like eh, mm-hmm. you know not my thing i mean radiohead like radio you didn't hits. even mention radiohead gene how yeah. did you not mention radiohead oh my gosh you're right. Kind of like I didn't mention Weezer. It's the same kind of thing because Radiohead definitely those first two albums well, to hey, me were okay. So here's the thing, for Radiohead for me they're like your three eleven. Um, yeah. I don't I don't look at them as being a '90s band per se. Even though um, that's where they started. Yeah, that's for where a while there they were in my top five bands. Period. Yeah. And yes, they did start in the '90s and they had '90s hits and were had a kind of a '90s sound for a few albums. But after OK Computer. I mean, yeah, is it OK Computer? Yeah, after from OK Computer on, they sort of became their own type of band. Agreed, agreed. I mean, I, 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 but they're still, you know, they're also like, a to me, Radiohead's kind of along the Pink Floyd line. Like they're, they've just got that kind of hmm. intelligent rock sound, you know, if that makes sense. Radiohead's a more intelligent rock, um, which I like. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect them, but obviously Pablo Honey. It's your favorite. I mean, that was the first album I heard. That was Creep. That was a yeah. big hit, you know. Um, Radiohead. Wow, I, I, you know, I'm not as I'm. I kind of like I've said before on this podcast. I go in waves of music that I like listening to. Yeah, me too. And for a while, I was really into Radiohead, and just I had my favorite songs. And to this day, I think OK Computer still might be my favorite album. But um, of theirs, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's a good album, really good. Their album. second album was excellent as well. That's that's got my yeah. There's an OK Computer that has my favorite song on it, High and Dry. Yeah. Okay, Jason. Well, I'm going to go watch some baseball, but uh, any any other thoughts on the 90s before we look out? Uh, 
No, I mean, you know, it just, maybe we could continue this as a part two series and just talk Ooh. more about '90s uh, bands and rock because we kind of we sort of bled into that. We didn't really start off with it. No, we didn't. Uh, so we can we can make it a more purposeful. Um, we can dig deeper into the catalog of the Wallflowers. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. One, it's more Molina, like a pamphlet. How many Molinas? One, two, or three? It's more like a pamphlet. Uh, anyway, yeah, more like a uh, napkin on a. Just it's more of a I, more of a trifold flyer. Yes, I do like I like the Wallflowers. Oh, I love Jacob Dylan. I think he's, I mean, obviously he can sing much better than his dad, um, and I, but I think he's got the same kind of writing skill and creativity that his dad did. Well, how about this? I bet that he Does. is one of the few sons of legendary rockers that has had a hit himself. True, true. You know? I mean, there might be not. Yeah, I mean, I'd have to think really long and hard on that Cause, one. Because, I mean, Lennon's son, Julie, I mean, much too late to say goodbye. I mean, is that a real hit? I don't know. <laughs> uh, I don't I mean, think Paul McCartney's son has had any hits. Which is kind of surprising. Mm. Um, you know, uh, yeah, I know that'd be an interesting topic for another night, too. Like, yeah, legacies and music. Uh, you know, Brian Wilson's daughter had hits with Wilson Phillips. Uh, and for that matter, so did Michelle mm. Phillips. So did Michelle Phillips' daughter in that same band. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you you can get a lot of those. But yeah. All right, yeah. Jason. Well, I'm going to close well, it out. Unless unless you have any other, um, what's the uh, saying? Any uh, final words? Or yeah. uh, speak now, forever hold your peace. Maybe that'll <laughs> be our sign off. Speak now, forever hold your peace. <sighs> yeah. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody, and we'll talk to you later and cut. Just kidding. Bye. Maybe now.